Pachango. Hi Chris, hope you're well. Um, since the last one of these that I sent in, I've finished my PhD, got offered a job in Vietnam, so I moved there. In order to go there, me and my partner had to get married because of COVID and visas and all that stuff. So we did that and she didn't like it. And then we came back, I had a nervous breakdown and quit academia and <clears throat> went to Nepal to do my yoga teacher training, came back and began um, full-time as a tattooist, which is a lot better. Um, alongside all of that stuff, I've always had your podcast and your present, I suppose, and I'm very grateful for that. It's been since like 2013, 2014 since I've been listening and speaking to you in various capacities online. Um, and yeah, you've been a constant for all of these significant changes. Um, and yeah, I'm very grateful for that. And I want to thank you. So thanks. Hope you're well and still hope to meet you one day. Thank you, sir. I hope to meet you one day as well. If you'd like to send uh, a brief recording, please do. You can send it to me at thatchrisryan at gmail.com. In the subject heading, just put uh, intro snip, please. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I'd been in touch with that guy off and on um, for quite a while. And uh, we almost met a few times, but it hasn't quite happened yet, so... Maybe it will. Uh, this episode is with a gentleman we have decided to call Jordy. It's, I guess it's part of the that sort of mentorship series that I did for a while. Um, at least that was the instigator of it. Um, but honestly, this is another person I've been in touch with off and on for years now. And, and I, I think we were going to meet at some point. I think he was in the States on vacation or something. And, but our paths didn't quite, our schedules didn't line up, so it didn't happen. But, um, what an interesting guy, uh, you're going to hear about a life unlike any life you have ever heard of before. I can pretty much guarantee that. And I won't, uh, I won't ruin this, you know, twists and turns of the story by, uh, by saying too much more about it, but, uh, he's a fascinating guy, a really cool guy. And, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's someone I admire and I think you'll admire as well when you hear, uh, where he's come from and, and where he's gone and some of the things that he's, um, found a way to to wrap his head around. Before I go any further, a little housekeeping. I want to mention that we're going to do a second info session about the Sex at Dawn retreat that's happening in June. So 
if you are interested in talking about this, uh, asking questions, meeting some other people who are considering uh, the possibility of joining us in Montana, I hope you will let me know. Again, write to me at thatchrisryan at gmail.com. And in this case, in the subject heading, put um, yeah, Montana. And I will send you a link to the Zoom meeting. It's happening Saturday the 24th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. So make sure you check and figure out what time that is in your local time zone. 11 a.m. Mountain Time, Saturday the 24th. And of course, there's no obligation. It's just, you know... Uh, a Zoom meeting last time we had, I don't know how many, 10 people, maybe a dozen. I don't remember exactly, um, but it was great. A really good conversation. Uh, people had, you know, doubts and concerns and um, just wanted to kind of hear from Anya and me and also from other people who are considering going. Um, so, yeah, if you're thinking about it and you want to look into it more, that's an excellent opportunity. I don't think we'll do more. I think we'll just do this one. Um, and that'll be it. So, uh, last chance order before midnight tonight. All right. I think I am going to just get right into this conversation without my usual ranting and raving. I will do a aroma and do some ranting and raving. I've got all these. I don't know if you can hear this. These are all, these are all, uh, post-it notes stuck to my computer, reminding me of things to talk about, things to rant about, things to rave about. Um, and also, I've got a whole bunch of stuff accumulated in a file I call Brain Dump on Substack, and that's videos and articles and essays and photographs and things I want to share with you. And uh, I unfortunately, I, I sort of let it accumulate to the point where it becomes a monster. So I'm going to dole it out in small portions. Uh, those of you who are paying subscribers on Substack will be seeing some of that stuff in your inbox shortly this week, for sure. Uh, those of you who subscribe to me on Substack but aren't paying subscribers will also see some stuff. So, uh, you know, the first two or three will be for everybody and then the rest for paying subscribers. A subscription is only $5 a month, $50 a year. It's a 10%, more than 10% off. Um, so if you can afford it and it seems like uh, worthwhile to you, I hope you will consider signing up and you will uh, get that bonus material as well as the entire episode uh, of this and other podcasts where there's a free portion and and then the whole thing is for paying subscribers. So thank you for that. And as always, uh, those of you who would like the full subscription and, uh, you know, get a lot of value out of this, but don't have cash or access to credit cards or whatever it is, drop me a line and, and we'll work something out. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your attention, which is, of course, your most precious resource. And these days, more precious than ever with so many devices clamoring for your attention, um, trying to distract you away from your real life. Crazy, crazy times that we live in. But I'll get into that in the Roma. 
Thanks for listening. Uh, this guy, Jordy, is a special person, and I'm really happy to bring him to you. Uh, I'll see you next time. Uh, how about Jordy? Jordy's yeah. a Catalan oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that fits. With, okay, we'll uh, go with Jordy. Certain, uh, certain things. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So welcome, Jordy. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we've been in contact for years. We've never met in person, though, right? We've we've almost no, met no. in person in we, Spain we and it's, it's, it's so many times that it that it almost I I feel sometimes like we did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's been so close and so many times in so many different places that it and and again it's been probably, I mean I know I started listening to a podcast ten years ago, right? I mean at the very beginning. And, How did uh, you hear about the podcast? And uh, were you in Spain I, at I the was, time? I was thinking no, no, I was already here. Uh, I was here in the UK, um, and I was. Uh, I think at the time I was listening either to Duncan or the classic, just Rogan or whatever. But yeah. I think it was the first one that you did with Duncan or the first one that you did in Rogan. And I listened to it and immediately it's that kind of thing, right? Where it's like, oh, damn, it's like, that's, that's more like my kind of thinking. That's, that's, yeah. That resonates with me more than even, you know, with the, with the host of the whatever you are listening to or whatever. And immediately I went to check your podcast and you had like, I think like five or six podcasts at the time. And I, and I went to listen to Tao Ruspoli, uh, which I already knew from, I think from a documentary about flamenco or something like that from before. Oh yeah. 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 That yeah, he so made. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I knew, I knew the name is like, I know, I know that guy. So I listened to that and that was it. Then it was from there on, it was just like, you know, obviously after that, it's always been in there and they've been you know you listen to podcasts and some podcasts go and some podcasts come and whatever and yeah but with you it's been always you know it's because i feel that extra connection of understanding and or or having a certain perspective and and looking at things in a certain way that is really not that easy to find i mean that's been obviously one of the things right always trying to find people that you can get that kind of I don't know. It's just it's, it's not a matter only of perspective. It's of being willing to, even if you don't have that perspective, but having the willingness to go and look at things a little bit with a broader, you know, outlook at it. And and it's not easy. Mister you know, I can count them with with the fingers on one hand. So yeah, why why do you think that you have that kind of broad perspective? Well, my idea has always been because that's what I found with the people that I connected in that way. It's like one of my best friends through, I can't exactly like say, it's just he was working with me even in America. I mean, we coincided in time in different places and we mm. happened to be together working in America, but he's actually Spanish, but also he's not full on Spanish. He's half Chilean and half Spanish. Right. Um, and also he happened to spend his teenage years in the Basque country, mm -hmm. in the north of Spain, like me. And that puts you in a place where I think that esteems what we are talking about, where it's, we were never allowed to belong to the place that we were at. Right. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, if you are like in my case, and I can say that I don't mind, like in my case, if I'm half Spanish and half Basque, well, I'm not, I'm not either, right? Because 
especially you know how it was spent in the 90s and the 80s when we had the problems with the terrorism and all that. Um, in the Basque country, I was called like a half dirty, not really, you know, yeah. I mean, not full on Basque because right. I can't, because I'm mixed with blood that is not full on Basque. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to live in Madrid really early on, like when I was, you know, very like literally looking for the first time to get out and to try and other things. And I went to live in Madrid when I was like 16, 17. And immediately, I mean, it's been after the Vallecas bombs and all of these. And immediately everybody, as soon as they heard my accent, I was, you know, I spat at and called terrorists and all sorts of things. It's just, so, so I wasn't allowed to be Spanish either. Right. So... And now well, I, I gave you a Catalan name. I mean, this is really yeah, yeah, perfect. Up. It's perfect. No, it's perfect because then I lived in <laughs> Catalonia, and then he's like, whatever, you know. No, but that's and again. So the thing that, that I think the thread through the people that I found that I had like that kind of perspective, and I think you mentioned that when you were a kid, you were moving a lot too, right? So I think that kind of not being able to belong to a certain a specific culture, yeah, it puts you in a spot where it's like, oh, I guess I have to do without it. I guess I have to, you know, design my own culture yeah. because nobody allows me to be part of theirs. So that, right. is, you yeah. know, so, so it, and then it's been obviously that, you know, I lived then in a bunch of countries. I went to live in Italy with the, when it was the Balkan war in 1999 uh, to do support through the army and all that. And uh, I lived what, in Italy for almost... What do you mean support yeah. through the army? Were you in the Spanish military at the time? Yeah, but we went through a NATO contract that it was basically when you were working in the army, you were allowed to do this job uh, and you were paid four times the salary in Spain, right? right? And then you go to whatever conflict at the moment is running or whatever is at the time. And then you go there and then you perform whatever, you know, in our case was... We were helping with the refugee camp from the Bosnians and Chechenians and all that. And also taking care of things in the base for the Spanish air forces and all that. Right. And I was living in Italy and then the same is like, well, they try to pinpoint it's like, where are you? The Spanish, but not really. And now you're living in Italy and now you are. So it's kind of, it starts mixing more and more and more. And then later on, after a few other things, I went to live in Canada and then in the US and and then he's like where are you from California yeah. or from Greece right or from you know what I mean so yeah. you start losing all of that and then you realize that it really doesn't matter that much and it's something I always said when they ask me like where are you from and the answer is always what do you want to know yeah so we get you know do you want to know something specific or do you want me to get somewhere deeper because if I right. tell you where I'm from you're going to start making assumptions and yeah. it's going to be really hard to find me there. Or, or, I even, yeah. or, or I tell you where I'm from and you don't even know anything about it. Like, you, yeah. you know, you're yeah, talking yeah, to a, an American, you say, well, I'm from the Basque country. Like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean yeah. anything to most Americans, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, which even even here, in the, even in the UK, in England, it's just you, you tell people of the Basque country and they still, they can't comprehend that that is, you know, we get snow, we get we get call weather proper like you know atlantic yeah. weather right and they associate up oh, in spain isn't it? so then it's like yeah it's not spain it's not france it's, it's something 
older well, than got, both, you know. He's maybe. got obese, but it's a mix of things. And then it's obviously so complicated that because of the whole issue with not being able to either be Basque either. Yeah. Um, I got really, really pushed away from the whole identity, you know, because it was it was almost like an identity. Um I don't know, morphing into something different because again, you can't really get on any side of anything, yeah. which it makes you think about, you know, the Hamas thing right now or any other conflict. So it's just always the same. It's like this literally these people would find the things that really have in common more than the differences. It's like it's just ridiculous how the amount of nonsense for so many years. Do you ever miss the- that? Do you, do you ever do you ever like you don't have kids, right? Or do you? I do. I you do. do. I do. And do I you do. um do you wish this on your kids? Do you want your kids to have this this jumbled up uh, multinational, multicultural uh perspective or do you do you feel like it would be good to give yeah. them this one stable cultural identity? No, I don't know what for. Because obviously I never had it. So it's just uh-huh. I don't know what's that for. And obviously we always have Cassis, uh half British, half Spanish, right? As he, he said, even though she goes to Spain on holidays and and you know, she doesn't know that much more about about the culture, but but she she's again because of the same societal pressure, she kind of pushes herself into like, well, I'm half Spanish, you know. Mm. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm not even myself, but if you want to, I mean, you can. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I don't I don't see the value per se of it. So it's kind of, I'm always hesitant on, on, on like adding anything to it more than, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, I came from Spain and, and there are certain things of the Spanish culture that I really love, which again, the other day, I think it was uh, Daniele Bolelli was talking about a very similar thing about Italy, right? And he mentioned, right. but, I mean, Step by step, exactly the same right. reference that I have about this. No, se just, puede. Yeah. no, no, yeah, it's, can't, it's, do it. well, can't do it. Yeah, it's, sorry, Spain is great, but for certain things, yeah, and then for another ones, it's just no, yeah. But again, it's, a, it's the same everywhere, isn't it? I mean, it's just I've yeah. seen the same everywhere. I love you know, I love the US, I love a lot of things in the US, I love the nature, and I love many, many things, and about the culture, and about the music, and about the cinema. And, but there are a lot of things that I can't stand. Yeah. But it's the same everywhere. That's, yeah. you know, it's just absolutely, I haven't found, and that was one of my questions for you, that was like literally like after traveling for so many years, it's almost like the more I travel, the less I have a clear idea of what's really the the, the point on focusing on one single place of like just, you know, like, what's the best place? No, it doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's a moving target. It's, it's yeah. just, at least for me, it's been. And it's, it's, you know, I love Thailand and I love many places and and I love Italy and I love, but, but I can't tell you if I would enjoy, I mean, I'm here in the UK because my daughter lives here in the UK, but if it wasn't just for the culture or for the country, obviously, I would be anywhere with boundaries. <laughs> You know, I mean, um, but it's hard for me to to really pinpoint where I would be really willing to say that I personally want to spend more than a couple of years. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I love I, lo- I love Spain, but I love the balance of not living there. Yeah, I love I love going there, and like you know, we know 
uh, when I was going there for my dad, when my dad went through chemotherapy and all that, I was going every month. And I, and it was an eye opener. It was almost, it was the perfect balance. I was going every month to Spain. I was spending there um, about 10 days. Then I was coming back. I was doing quarantine for like, you know, another 10 days or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that was perfect. It was perfect amount. If I was there longer, maybe I would start again. Like it will start getting under my skin, certain things. So I don't know. It's, it's just, again, that's why the value of like belonging to a culture or to a place or something is, is, is I can't see exactly. I, I, I see that it's like for conformity for like everybody kind of let's make a general idea like this is easier for everyone to to kind of um, superficially understand each other but it's, it's to me it's too superficial it's just if someone tells me where they are from it's like it's absolutely you are telling me nothing yeah nothing yeah well it depends on the culture right like I, I, yeah. you've probably heard me say this that you know in the states when someone asks where I'm from and I say, Oh, it's complicated. And they say, okay, where have you lived the longest? Right. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's to better. them. That's, that's like the second level, right. Is when you yeah, can't yeah. answer the que the first question, that's mm -hmm. the second level. Mm -hmm. And in Spain, when I say, Oh, it's complicated, they say, well, where were you born? Right. That's what the Spanish okay. consider the second level, you know, mm -hmm. because in Spain where you're yeah. born means something, right. If you were yeah. born yeah, in the Basque yeah, country yeah. or you're born in Andalusia yeah, yeah. or Catalonia or whatever, that mm -hmm. that means something presumably mm -hmm. um whereas here nobody gives a shit where you were born that doesn't mean anything you know yeah. you were born then your parents moved and then you, there's no like pennsylvania identity you yeah, know yeah, or, or whatever yeah. um but i think that question of like for me i i've i've been thinking about this a lot right because here i am living in the states the one place i thought i mm -hmm. would never live you know for a long time mm -hmm. um and I think about that a lot, but I think that different parts of your life, uh, the question changes, right? So 100%. like, are you looking, are you alone, you're single, and you're kind of like thinking about finding a partner? Mm -hmm. That's very different. You don't want to live like where I live now if you're looking different for a needs. girlfriend, yeah. you know, yeah. like there's nobody here. It's empty. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they're also like, you know, money's a question, you know, mm -hmm. do you, do you have enough money to live in a big city or would you yeah. rather live someplace, you know, much less expensive or, or another country where, you know, you've got some money and dollars and you can go and mm -hmm. live in Uruguay and, yeah. you know, you're all set. You don't have to work anymore, you know? And I just, I feel like different times of life, it changes. And one thing that I'm finding interesting here in Crestone now is I guess because we finally bought a house and we kind of like really started to put down some roots here. A lot of our friends who were kind of like, yeah, we'd love to come to Crestone, but eh, maybe, nah, maybe not yet. I feel like maybe they were waiting to see how serious we were. And now that they see like we actually have a house and we're doing stuff, their plans are moving forward and it starts awesome. to feel like a community of people is forming here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's already people here, obviously, yeah. a lot of really good yeah. people. Um, but people, you know, that we know from other parts of our lives are yes. 
coming. So that's another thing, right? Like, do can you create your own community, your own world, right? Like, can you buy some land in wherever it is? It, it almost mm-hmm. doesn't matter. What matters is can people you love come there? And mm-hmm. would they want to come there and and build this, you know, community? Yeah, it's it's very strange how how uh your perspective changes over time. Yeah, it's yeah, and and I guess that's that's a good point too. I mean, I agree with that definitely. It just it's just it's funny how you have to be able to over the years drop the assumptions that you have about yourself it's like oh well, that's thought, the challenge of growing right of, of maturing just, but i was you know you get so stuck to certain roles you know it's yeah. like yeah but i was but, but i promised to myself that i was going to do yeah. that thing so and yeah. now and now i i want to do another one but i still owe that thing to that one that i left somewhere is <laughs> as a musician that was a big one for me it was like yeah. i i i was literally setting the skin raw i mean it's just it's literally i i, I didn't want to be part again of, of i didn't want to be on a stage i didn't want to be i didn't want to play anymore mm. but i almost i was feeling guilty of not doing it mm. and and then again you have so many friends that they're musicians and plus they work with you and everything and it's like no you can't you can't you can't do that you know how many people want to do this and you are doing it you can't say no to it it's like, yeah, but I was, I'm done. Yeah. And, and, and it's an incredible liberation to be able to say, well, look, I really I finished that and now I can move on into whatever. And then that's why sometimes it's hard to make plans, you know, about moving or something and saying, oh, in five years, I want to go and live whatever, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but in five years, I might think different though. So it's, 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 it's complicated. So, to what I, what I, you know, now in my 40s, what I found is that they slowly get into that point where it's like, it's just definitely there's something that it works better. There is a little bit of more balance and, and knowing that it's like, not, there's not that stuckness of like, of, you choose one and then you are done and there's nothing else. Um, having more possibilities than that, like you say, obviously there are all these, um, the needs of, you know, like it's not work related, but it could be like, people and money and i mean there's there's a million things or having a house or not having a house or um but but it's it's super complicated over the years to find the place that is not moving right that the, when you get there it's just somewhere else it's like what i thought I was coming here and now it's just there yeah. so i don't know and the friends is a big one too because so obviously after so many years traveling and all that and i think about you too living in spain back in the day and and it's just it's just so scattered over the place that is I don't even at this point it's like I don't know like I, yeah I have still really good friends that I stay in touch and I put the effort and we see each other as much as we can but how do you how do you bring that together it's just that like and that, yeah you have to, like a chance to say like there's this point where everybody can come or something but it's like even my brothers and sisters I mean, we're in three different countries yeah which is like you know a lot of things yeah yeah Yeah. it is and it's stressful and yeah it's that's definitely in my experience that's a big downside of of living Mm -hmm. that kind of life is Mm -hmm. the 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 grief the sadness of like fuck i love 
I love a lot of people that I never see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And this is, yeah. That's, that's a big one, but I don't, I don't even know if it's avoidable. I, I mean, I, I only have my own lives to, to, you know, refer to, so I don't really know, but you know, I wonder people who grow up and stay in one town and I mean, they also have people they love, they don't see, you know, people who died or, you yeah. know, or, or just people who they were really close in their twenties and, you know, my best friend married a woman. I don't really like that woman. I don't think they, mm -hmm. their marriage makes sense. And now we're not friends anymore. You know, it's like, yeah. so even without the moving, I feel like that's sort of an inevitable part of life. Yeah. And also, I don't know how much of is, is there's a choice in there. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's not getting as deep as, you know, free will or not, but it's just literally, I don't know where it all came from and at this point of my life is like how many countries has been and i don't think that there was a clear choice of me deciding to do that as a as a path but it that's that's weird now with hindsight it's super easy to see yeah of course it's like oh yeah oh my god look, look at the trail but yeah but it, it's just i don't feel that that i that i had a choice to say oh, no, i'm not doing that well, no, because plus that's the other one, and that's a you know it's a, that's a good question. Where does in that case something that is valuable for me? There's curiosity. Where does it come from? Where does come? Is is it environmental? Is the pressure of the environment where you are, or 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 is it even genetic? Yeah. Have you have you read uh, Robert Sapolsky's book about this? No, 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 no. I know Sapolsky, but not, not about this. No? Yeah, I think it's his most recent book. It's called Determined. Oh, um, right. And it's it's it gets into this question of free will and, and all that. And, mm -hmm. and his, as far as I can understand at this point, his argument is there is no free will. Everything mm -hmm. we do is determined by genetics and the situation and like biology and it's just like we we live under this illusion that we're making decisions but every one of our decisions could be accurately predicted if all the different influences were you know available for the calculation the genetics and the experience and the you know whatever the, the external conditions and all that so yeah, he's basically saying there is no there's no choice. Nobody ever chooses anything. Everything is predetermined and you know, it's it as you sort of suggested, it's a very old irresolvable question in in philosophy. Yeah, the funniest story that I have about that one and obviously it's been in my life hanging heavy. It's just I mentioned to you and I don't mind mentioning here. Um I'm the one from five brothers and sisters um and i am not the biological son of my dad who died recently um and the funny thing so your other four siblings are no one of them is from another father okay so three so are three three are uh and then we are all from the same mother obviously right um but the father is different in Two of us right and the funny thing is I'm, as much as i want to say that is you know all 
environmental and there is all we we all grew up in the same house right, right. same environment same yeah. study right is we are running the same experiment with the five kids right and he's and he's i didn't know this by the way until i was 13 uh-huh. but it's uncanny because it didn't make sense the 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 difference of how my mind was deciding things is always been ridiculously different, and and I always want you know, and my dad is my dad is my I I love him to you know, to bit because that's true. That's the nurturing part. You know, is the person that you live with is the person that is sure. changing your diapers or whatever, and you live with the, that person and loves you, and so it doesn't matter. It is just obviously that's my dad, but. The reality is I was doing all sorts of strange things that, that didn't that didn't make any sense to any of my brothers and sisters. And they are a little bit more, I mean, they, they obviously, they have the differences too, like everybody else. Right. But in my case, and, and how my life went and how everything turned out after even, it is like, it's just, and then that with the little information that I knew later on about my actual biological dad. And it's like this is this is it's, it's like a joke. It's just it's how funny it is that he was a musician, that he was had his own business, and he was doing this thing. And he was, it's like how 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 is it possible? I didn't even know about it. Did you ever meet him? No, no, I couldn't because uh, he was uh, way way older, and at the time, and and by the time I knew it, he was really old and there was not much information for me to gather from my mom and all that. And by the time that I could kind of like start following the thread or whatever, the, he was dead. Um, he was really old. Um, and there was obviously that weird, you know, disconnection with what really I'm looking for, right? That's the other one. It's like, what what do you really look for in, in a situation like that? Would it be nice for my medical records you know to know yeah like the background of all these things but and um, did he did he have other children yes yeah yeah he did and uh and they all didn't want anything to do with uh my mom because my mom was basically coming into the family through i mean that was a businessman that he was running a few hotels and restaurants and things and being like the basically part of the town hall of a certain place in Spain and had plenty of, you know, resources and capital and this and that. And then appears this woman and they get together and, and she gets pregnant and has a kid. And obviously the family was like, she's going to right. become in, you know, a sucking resource from, so they wanted, you know, they tried actually, they tried to get rid of her and, and a bunch of other fun things in the, you know, at the end of the 70s. Spain was a rough place in some places. To get rid of um, her, like, to to kill her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we, you know, they see actually that, you know, trying to run over with a car and all these and see had a car accident too. And I mean, it was... Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so obviously there were, I, I knew that they were not really excited about the perspective of having... You know, a kid yeah. that comes from. Let's have that. a coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I know that he wrote, you know, a bunch of letters and things to me and all that. And unfortunately, 
never got to see because my dad, my, you know, my actual dad who raised me and everything, he was so afraid of what it would mean to me mm. that he never gave them to me until, you know, and, and then I knew about the letters through my mom and through him. Then even he told me later on that, yeah, I threw them away because, because I couldn't bear the, the, the moment of going through that and whatever. And it's one of those things is just, again, that's why expectations for me or, or having an idea of what things are is always so, to me, sounds so basic and so, you know, simple. And it's like, he's just, I'm okay with all of that. I'm okay with him not being my biological dad, but being the guy who raised me. And I still love him and I still love him today. And I, you know, I still grieve through him passing away. And so it's just like that, that yeah, but society will tell you that if I'm not really your father, maybe you will not be blah, blah, blah. Right. And again, so I like looking a little bit deeper into it. And then the reality is that I didn't mind. I was I curious about my actual biological dad or not? He's like, yeah, a little bit, but but then at the end of the day, if that's the reaction from the family, um, I'm not going to be knocking on anybody's doors, you know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't make that much sense. And again, at this point, even with him being gone too, I don't see much of an opportunity for finding redemption anywhere. And I'm, you know, I've been, it's been 30 years since I know about it. And, and at this point, I'm, I'm my dad is my dad. And, it's okay. Just annoying when they ask you at the doctors for my daughter or something. It's like, oh, well, in the family, there is certain whatever. It's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so that's the only thing, really. Uh, but apart from that, in my dad was my dad. And, yeah. and that's and I, and I appreciate it deeply. And because he's not in an easy position either. Like, I imagine my dad taking me on board and my sister um, from different partners from my mom and it's like yeah it's okay another one it's all right yeah bring it that's in. <laughs> you know in some ways that's more admirable than a biological yeah. dad right course, i mean that yeah. kind of the the generosity and and just sort of lack of judgment and whatever i don't know what his relationship with your mother was like but that's, uh... He was, I mean, he was, that's the, you know, one of the things from that it came from Sex at Dawn and all that. When I read it years ago, it was uh, definitely having a little bit more of a confirmation of understanding that relationships are so complicated, are <laughs> so nuanced, and they, they, there yeah. are so many, th and just because, oh, just because you've been with someone, or just because you, it's just, it doesn't really. I don't know. It's just again, I, I, it's something that I always said right through my relationships in my life. There's plenty of 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 women that I've been with that I still love them, and 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 nothing has changed because we are not together. And I don't mean that as in if oh, and I still feel like they are my partner or something. No, they are not, obviously. But I still wish them the, the absolute best, and I'm so happy that they are with someone that they are happy with. And I'm, you know, it's just it's never been. Um, hard for me to think like that yeah. um, but for my dad obviously my dad was completely obsessed with my mom and and even though they were not together anymore even taking care of the kids that she's producing was for him it's still coming from her it's still, mm. it's still 
this is still a connection. This is still beautiful. So they separated, but you stayed with him. Yeah, yeah, that was that. That's what happened. Actually, they did it when my sister was born, which it was before. So basically, my mom wasn't. You know, when I lived with my dad, my mom wasn't around. She was in another place of Spain and living a different life. And 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 he for him was a a connection. It was it was still it was still there. You know, you are still a reminder. And plus, you know, I look like my mom quite a bit. So for him was like, you know, this is great. You remind me of her and, and I wow. still love her. And and I can tell you the last weeks in the hospital when he passed away last year, he was still talking about how much he loved her and mm. and how much the problem that they separated, it was in part because he was a little bit of a, you know, not the best partner at the time and this and that. So it was kind of my fault more than anything. So I don't want you to think differently about it. It's like, yeah, I understand that. It's just uh, it's life goes where it goes then. And, you know, it's just, but it's complicated. It's just all relations are complicated. It's, is your mom, I'm, I'm always, yeah. your mom alive? Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she's still in Spain. And uh, and she's, she's, let me tell you, she's quite a character. I mean, she's. Yeah. Yeah. What's, your, what's your relationship with her like? Not much, because the problem is it's always, um, See, you know, I never really had her in my life. So it was really complicated for me to to link with her enough mm. to really say, oh, well, that's my mom. So, I, and again, that's one of the, again, expectations, right? And assumptions and all these, how many times in my life I've heard, but it's still your mom. It's like, yeah, I know, I get it. I I understand that rationally, but there is people in my life that, that they are so much more meaningful than her because if if I if I don't have a relation with her, to me that's a person that I don't have any relation. So she was never around when you no, were growing no, up. She, no, she would you know she would come maybe for a couple of weeks or something to see us for a bit, and then she would you know go on her own uh, path or whatever, and then I try to go and stay with her for a bit when I was like fifteen or sixteen. And by the way, that's how I discovered the whole thing because we got this. There was one of these points, like in French cinema, where there is like a point where everything connects. And it was literally, I got this idea out of my curious mind and my, it's like, I can go to live with her. So I live in another place in Spain. I was 15 at the time. And it's like, so I can live somewhere else. I can live a little bit different. And it's kind of nice to start traveling and start. I was already hooked with the idea of traveling. Mm-hmm. So I can go with her, and it's not about being with her. It's about that I can just. It's the best excuse for a fifteen-year-old mm. to say, "I want to leave the house and I want to leave doing my thing," and I can just jump in there, and then I'll see from there where I go. So I told my dad. Obviously, my dad was not pleased at all with the idea. And uh, somehow, in the conversation, he mistaken what I said, and he says, "Also, oh, he told you, she told you about the the thing about your dad." And I said, what, what do you mean? And that's how it all unraveled. Oh. It was like from the end, uh, and then he realized understanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, they, and, and again, and at that point, I can't say that it was like, that I didn't care. No, at that moment, it was like, oh, I think I need a couple hours <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, to process. for sure. I mean, the yeah. funny thing is, and I can tell you that now, I really felt everything makes so much sense right now. Mm. 
It's like right now everything makes so much sense because that's why now now I understand now I understand my dad was always constantly <clears throat> over not over very but really putting a lot more attention on me and a lot of you know I mean like because he always felt otherwise he's going to notice us something and you know that I'm not the real dad and all that so I have to be really mm. and he was really you know mm. focused on me in, in, right. in many ways and, and it was lovely but at the same time it's like one of those things where you notice that the charge of like that you creates some sort of kind of codependency too that I wanted right. precisely to break when I was 15 right and right. did your dad ever did... marry another woman or was there no. another woman in no. the house no not even a relation oh man nothing at your all. dad I... sounds like such a like romantic we tried and uh we yeah yeah he was he was, i mean to, to, he will tell you today i mean he's he's he was, it was shocking it was like literally i can't believe that literally you are still holding on for 40 years it's just this is wild what do you think right. i don't understand and plus, and plus he was the first girlfriend that was it, it. that was one it. woman boom that's that it. was it that was it yes 100 jesus and he was Hmm. 18 and my mom was 16 and they have three kids in two years how do you even do that is that possible yeah as as the, you can you can mathematically see where it falls and it's just precisely by the minute just you know, one after the other I just yeah so again so she was literally 19 um 18 between 18 and 19 and I have three kids and my dad oh. was uh, you know like 20 or whatever 21 right and they were both I mean we are talking about what year 69 70 you know <laughs> mentally not prepared for a situation like that at all right right and not in the best economic situation especially in Spain at the time and yeah so it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of it's a lot of, um, I don't know. It's just that you, 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 you see the situation. It's like, this is, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah. That is not going to work. And it didn't, obviously. And uh, But then my mom obviously was a lot more, she had a bigger perspective and a bigger idea of life and things like that, which I understand. So what happened with, with your mom? So your mom left pretty early, I guess. Yeah, after that, after, even just as after having the, my three older brothers, it's like immediately she, through someone, I don't remember who exactly, but through someone, she was told that she, you know, she could work as a sex worker, uh, traveling around and going to England, going to uh, France and staying here, staying there and doing this, doing that and getting, uh, you know, a lot of money for compared to a normal job. And she was like, I mean, that sounds like a lot mm. better than than just working in a anywhere. So right. so she got into that, but obviously, as you can imagine, and as 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 I don't know, as much of a job and as much of a I don't know how much can you detach emotionally from being intimate with people in that way. It's just it's a numbers game, it's probabilities, isn't it? It's like after after how many clients 
are you going to connect with someone? I mean, it's just, it happens when you are not having sex, right? Mm. It happens when you are working with someone. I mean, I'm I'm at fault here. And this is like every, every time that I have a job somewhere, I end up with somebody somewhere. It was like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know why, but it's like, it happens. It's just, it's human yeah. connection. Yeah. So, so through that, she met, you know, a, a, a few partners that, that end up being like a, a, a proper partner for a long time. And, and then she had one kid with one, it was my sister. And then another one was me. And, and, and then she, she felt that she was uh, switching to, uh, allegedly, she was bisexual for a while and then uh, lesbian. So then she had a few girlfriends. After but, but it's interesting, like she got pregnant yeah. Yeah. and then came to your father. Yeah, because she, because he, not literally, I mean, I got this from her and from him. He's like, literally, because you have already three of our kids. Right. It's just the best place that I can think of to bring the other one. I mean, I don't I, I, I'm not, God, not going to have it. Yeah. It's the best place because you have created this kind of household where you are taking right. care of the kids, you are going right. to work and you are doing this thing. And anyway, I'll send you money, you know, like whatever you need or whatever. I can send you money. The money is not a problem. So, they, you know, and then, then and the funny thing is then after, you know, a few years, here's another one. <laughs> they go, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and throughout all of this, somehow my dad was completely like on board. It's like, yeah, well, wow. I guess that's... I mean, three kids of four or five, and we have the saying in Spanish, right? There is donde comen dos, comen tres, sí. uh, which is the, you know, where two people are eating, three can do the yeah. same, or I'm okay, getting from the same. So it's like, for him, right. it was like kind of simple mathematics. <laughs> like, I have three kids, four, what's okay? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I, I yeah. mean, I've never had kids, but as far as cats go, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, difference like is, that. do you have a cat yeah. or you don't have a cat? But if you have a yeah. cat, having two yeah. cats or three cats is not said. really a different. Yeah, yeah. And plus, because my older sister, there was quite a difference between me and her. It's like uh, 10, 11 years. So then my dad was already relying on her too. Like when he was working or whatever, she was already taking care of a few things here and there. So by the time I was five, she was 16. She was already in charge. Or right. like when my dad was not present. Right. She was in charge of things, so it, it right. becomes this kind of you know. And again, it's funny as 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 very little money we had and everything, and still all of us remember us the best you know moments. Yeah. It was a loving environment. My dad was great in 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 many you know and most things for what a dad yeah. or a mom is. So, well, that's I mean those families that are intentional like that, right? Like, I think the thing about family that's strange is we, you know, everyone says we don't choose our families, right? Like you just have to deal with them yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's your 100%. family. And, but, yeah. but in a family like yours, there was a choice. Yeah. At least on your father's I, side. Somehow. I don't know. Chose. because Yeah. I mean, he could have been, I mean, he could have been, but no, you knew that the relation between them two. He was literally my dad would never say no to anything that, that my mom said, like nothing at all. So how and do again, you look at that now as a man yourself and you have relationships with women and you see how 
you know, there come, there are moments when, you know, you're kind of tempted to say yes to whatever she wants, but sometimes that's not the right answer, right? Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, I, I, my perspective was, I mean, I, you know, obviously I grew up in that environment. So then to me, like everything was already a stretch from the start. I mean, it was a normal relation because my household was a normal relation to me. That was, you know, people, my mom is with different people and my dad is at home. And we all, you know, I mean, there was no gender, whatever. I mean, it's like I was, you know, everybody takes care of everything. I was cooking because my brothers were in university or whatever. So I was cooking myself over when they were coming back and everybody's helping and every. So the expectations of like the classic relationship or whatever, to me, that they were like obliterated. It's just mm. so for me it was just I, I was always kind of guessing for a little bit more understanding in 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 general terms and and it's not been easy because because then i was never you know really at the beginning of the the first relationships i had it was i didn't really know what i was looking for it was just like did you know how did you how old were you when you when you knew what your mom was doing for money um young i knew that i mean young like probably seven or eight wow because she was really open about it i mean yeah. she is oh, she's funny i mean she's really open up there was nothing for her to hide it was like literally she would think it's funny to talk about it she will uh explain things if, that you are not asking for <laughs> so so she was really, really, because obviously for her it was so normalized that, that for her it's like there's no shame about nothing. It's like how did she? So how? Okay, I'm I'm trying to picture your mom, right? Spanish yeah, girl yeah. born in yeah. the, what early 1950s, probably. Uh yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catholic. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, everyone in Spain was Catholic in 1951, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, 60s. Yeah, the family was. The family was for a sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of shame, lots yeah. of expectations and sin. Precisely. precisely. So she must have had just like a colossal break with everything with her. Yeah. You know, because yeah. she marries this guy. She has three kids like boom, boom, boom. No birth control. I don't even she know. Married, I... She married my dad on purpose to right. get out of the of her own family. Right. Alignment because the family, funnily enough, her family had money. Her family was related to, yeah, I can say that again with with the fishermen in the north. I mean, my grandmother through my mother was a very well known. They had money. They were doing all right. She's the Basque um, side of the family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in Basque culture, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong about this, but in Basque culture, women have a lot of power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they were because all the family, all the women, like my grandmother and my auntie. They were all in charge of all the things of running the whole fisherman business. And they were telling all the fishermen what to do. They would tell them, you know, it was literally they run right. the whole business. And and um but precisely they have like a lineage or whatever you want to call it, or like there was just an expectation of what my mom had to do through all of that. And also 
they wanted to tell her what to do, right? The classic, you know, you have to follow what we do in the family and blah, 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 and this and right. that. And she, at 16, the only thing that she wanted to do is precisely the opposite. It's like, I'm going to marry this Spanish guy on right. top of everything. Already a big problem is, that yeah, he's Spanish. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and, 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 and he's broke. He comes from a family with no money, so it's going to be a big problem. And... If you don't like it, I'm going to get pregnant and I'm going to get married. So basically she got pregnant and then they forced them to get married as it was back in the day because that was the solution, right? Um, and obviously, you know, the families were not connecting on any way. Like my mom's family and my dad's family, they had like, literally they, they couldn't understand each other. So it's just it's the it's just the worst setup ever made. It's just this does. But it got her out of out of yeah, whatever exactly. town. Yeah. So for yeah. that for that it did work, and then obviously through that, and it's like, well, this is going to be a mess. Obviously, now stay around here, really. Um, so do you was, think? Was, yeah. Did she love your dad initially, or do you think for her it was just a way to get out? Man, what a life, huh? What a situation. And when it, when I was speaking with Jordi, I I kept feeling like this is such a unique situation that he's describing the love between these people or the relationship, whether whether it's love in both directions or not. Uh, so unique, so interesting, and yet, is it that unique? How you? how many bizarre unexpected details are there in people's lives that we just don't know about because we don't you know we don't dig or or it's not it's not of our business so why would we dig right but how many of our neighbors have these sorts of stories how many of our our relatives how, how many of us have these stories come from these places where things are not at all the way society tells us they're supposed to be. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing. I, I was talking with someone here in Cresta on the other day, and someone I don't know very well, but um, the conversation took a personal turn and this person started confiding some of the things that they're going through at the moment. And it's just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. There's so much, so much suffering and confusion and grief and, uh, you know, and everyone's just sort of going around with a smile on their face and, and just trying to get through. And there's a lot of quiet desperation that really touched me. So, Anyway, somebody honks at you in traffic or says or does something inappropriate or weird, uh, aggressive, give them the benefit of the doubt if you can. People are going through a lot. All right. Thank you for listening to this. I hope you'll consider subscribing to my Substack, chrisryan.substack.com. Uh, no, no payment 
necessary. There's the free subscription. And then if you choose at some point to, uh, to upgrade to the paid subscription, that of course would be most welcome. Thank you for listening. I hope things are going well for you out there. Here's Carsey Blanton with a reminder. He said, baby, what's a big deal? Feel what you want to feel. Say what you want to say. You're going to die one day. For example, I could kiss you just because I want to. What's the difference if you turn away? I'm gonna die one day. Why do you waste your time thinking about your reputation? Trying to meet an expectation, wondering what they're gonna say. When everyone you've ever known is headed for a headstone. Doesn't ask for much A little music and a soft touch Why don't you let it out to play Your heart is in a birdcage Singing in your chest You wanna shut it up but give it a rest You're gonna die one day Why do we waste our time Thinking about a reputation to the ground.